his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. Well, the the weather is the topic today for sure, Laura. On Instagram, you can see uh, me out talking to people. I like put my old reporter guy good hat on. It's kind of fun talking to people about this weather, whether you're allowed to feel good about it or whether there's a little bit of guilt. It's just kind of, yeah, it's a conundrum because it feels amazing. Yes. But you also know something is terribly wrong. It feels wrong, yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously uh, El Nino we knew was coming. And so a warmer winter is not unexpected. We yeah. expected that, but we I don't think we expected 50s. Yeah, it got up to 54 today. I hope like we don't get and one of my friends, uh, Brian, who owns Ames Farm. They do uh, honeybees Mm -hmm. and they have apples out there, too. And Brian uh, commented on the Instagram video at the WCCO radio Instagram account that. You know, his concern is if the uh, apple trees bud early. Oh, yeah. Then the crop will probably be wiped out. Ugh, yes. So farmers certainly have concerns uh, up north. And that was in your news concerns for sure. Yeah. You know, if you're an ice fishing resort. But like most of us are not farmers and are not ice fishing. And it's kind of nice to be able to walk to your car without freezing your nuts off. It's you know? a relief. Yeah. I agree. I think I think I think everyone's with us. I think everyone's in favor of it. You love you love uh, the arts and theater and dance. And I was saddened uh, to read today that uh, the Kohl's Center, which was is the uh, really known for dance. Yeah. But there are other performing arts. But it opened in 2011 in downtown Minneapolis, a beautiful venue. They're uh, shutting it down. I know. It's very sad. I remember when they moved that building. Yes. You remember that? Yeah. I don't remember what year that was, but that was a big happening in downtown when they actually moved the building to that location. From Block E. It was ni- yeah. February in 1999. Yep, yep. But uh, Sage and John Coles, uh, his family, the Coles family, C-O-W-L-E-S, used to own the Star Tribune. That's right. So that's sort of where the philanthropy came from. And, you know, they opened in... 2011, and it, it's hard to not, you know, in a, a post-COVID environment where we're trying to figure out what is the future for mm-hmm. theater, for some of these small companies, right. for some of these, like, what is, is this specific to dance, or is this, you know, specific to this company, or yeah. are there wider reasons to be concerned? Right, right. I don't know, but I, I guess it's good that, you know, they, they, and part of their issue 
is they rely on donations, right? That's got to be such a tough business to be in, yes. Oh. I know. I don't can't you think about that? Imagine. Like the theater that we love, uh, tickets don't usually pay for what it really costs to do it. Oh, no. Mm-mm. So you need other donations, corporate sponsors, oh, et cetera. Yeah. There are pages and pages in the back of, you know, the little the program or the um, playbill that you would get at a performance that shows all of the donors, the companies, the individuals, the foundations that support these arts organizations. It's so needed. It is an interesting thing in the fact, and it's the good and bad of the fact that most of our nonprofit sector is supported through corporate and foundation donations. But over the last 20 years or so, we've heard more and more that companies are sort of lasering in on, uh, you know, focus areas that are important to them. Yeah. So maybe it's literacy or maybe it's early childhood or maybe it's hunger. Sure. And often arts is left out. I know. And I get it. Like if you're a food company, you want to fight hunger. It makes sense. Um, there was a time that there was sort of a, a municipal pride, I think, a community pride, and the companies would pony up mm-hmm. because they wanted to support where they were. Right. And that still happens. I'm not saying it's not happening, but it's just different. It is different. And everything's different after the pandemic, yeah. I think. We're still figuring out so much, even you know the way we work. Do we work in our house? Are we going to start coming back into our offices more often? The way we play, the way we go to restaurants and spend money on sporting events and like everything has changed. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know, like you go back and forth between sort of lamenting it or or should we just like accept it? It is changing. People aren't coming back to work at the same level. Corporations are going to be more targeted in their donations. Everyone wants metrics and results. And I know. Sometimes you're like, could somebody just write a check so the people could do the dancing? I know. I know. I know. <laughs> right? Yes. I mean, it's easy for me but to say it. Um, this story cracked me up from California. You know, cannabis is legalized here in Minnesota, and we're going to have these uh, dispensaries opening up all over the state probably yep. next year. In California, the number one – uh, strain of marijuana is named after Joe Montana. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, well, sort of. Uh, Joe Montana has funded. He's a venture capitalist, because why not? Okay, so he, this is his doing? His company. Oh, oh okay. Well. but it, So his venture capital firm invested in a startup called uh, Nabis, like cannabis. Mm. Cannabis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have sell. They sell hundreds of millions of dollars. Twenty-two percent of all weeds sold in California comes through. Uh, Nabis. <laughs> Nabis. What if they named a Minnesota strain the Derusha? Well, <laughs> you would love that. Of course, naturally. But then <laughs> yes. I would like what I would be the dumbest person to name a strain of marijuana after because, like, I've never smoked. I I've know. Never, but you it would, would be funny. I would, of course, of course, <laughs> I would. So, I don't know if they do this right. Like, I, I assume like the marijuana strains have like name, funny names, or interesting names, or whatever. When you go to the dispensary, they have different things you can buy. I know there's one called birthday cake. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. So, so who would we name? Who would we name the Minnesota themed 
Like, what would those names be, right? If you have ideas, text them in at 651-461-9226. There's going to be, like, a purple haze. Oh, sure. There probably already is. Right? Probably. So there will be some Prince reference, so save it. We're not impressed. Or was that a Vikings reference? Could be, yeah. Either or. Mm. The skull strain. The skull strain, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's got to be a Jesse the Body Ventura strain, right? Oh, yeah. Like, Jesse was, the former governor was part of the deal. He helped make this happen. I, I absolutely. Mm-hmm. So he should be honored. He should. The Jesse or the body. <laughs> the Jesse or the body, either way, I think would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. So text in if you have ideas for Minnesota-related pot, weed, strains. How did it? Is it that obvious that, like, I have no idea what I'm talking about when I talk about this topic? I feel like... It's top level. It's okay. It is. <laughs> you do... Like, I feel like most of the things I talk about on this show, I know about a little, yeah. at least. And this, I feel like I don't know anything about. It's new about. territory. None of us do. When they open up, like, I'm going to have to, like, go experience it. Yeah, right? you should. Just so I can know what I'm talking about. Yes. You know what's weird to me is like now we're all getting a little more comfortable talking about all of this and accepting and realizing that it's part of our lifestyle here now. It is legal. It's it just, is legal. You're you know, right. It is. Yeah. It's just like alcohol. It's just like whatever. But it still feels weird. It still feels like it's naughty or you're not supposed to do it or you're breaking the law. <laughs> am I in trouble? Or for, am I going to yes. sound like a big pothead if I, I know, know something about these different strains? You know what I mean? Like it's just a weird thing to talk about. Bud Grant says it. That's obvious. It's so good. <laughs> excellent. Excellent work. Minnetoka. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Uh, maybe name one like Blue Ox or the Bunyan. Like, you got to be careful with Bunyan. I <laughs> yeah. mean, it sort of connotes something else. Uh, the Derusha Munchies. Uh-huh. Uh, Tommy Kramer Kush. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's very good. Those are funny. The wood chipper strain, <laughs> little nod to Fargo. <laughs> Rollsville, Prince's would be purple strain. That's For, good. Like that. that was very good. I knew the people would come through. Yes, they always do. I think, I mean, there should be, like, have some fun with it. Yeah, right? I'm sure there will Will be. the regulators come in and be like, well, we can't do this. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, in Japan, you know, we have the Cat Cafe here. That's right, yes. In Japan, there is the newest trend. Cat Cafe is old news. Tokyo has a cafe called the Me Pig Cafe. <laughs> you bring your pig? Your pet pet pig? Uh, they provide the pigs. Oh. They're very clean. They don't smell. They like to be alone, which makes, you know, a good companion. Uh, they're surprisingly quiet, according uh, to the Associated Press. Why Although do they we, do snort now and then. Why do we have to drink our coffee with animals? You know, really. Think about that. It's weird. We, as a society, have failed in forging relationships with actual humans. I think you're right. And so we have to bring our stupid little pet everywhere. I think you're right. And if we don't have a pet, we will pay $15 to spend 30 minutes with a pig. Oh, God. 
I do think like at the social psychologists of our world have to be having a field day oh with like God. how weird we are as I a know. society. Yes. It's very strange. It is strange. Would you go to the pig cafe? I probably would. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see it. I mean, I love pigs anyway. I would sit down with a pig, but they're not they're not gonna wanna like sit in a booth with you while you drink coffee. They must have to keep them in pens. I would think so. I would think so. <laughs> I don't know. It's all it's all so so weird. It is weird to me. Do you are you a burger person or a patty melt person? I like both. But I, I if I had to choose, I'd probably say a burger. I think most people would. Mm-hmm. There, there. Oh. Is, yeah. Oh, is there's the sizzling a, burger. Doesn't sound good. Mm-hmm. I do think the burger trend is crazy. The Star Tribune for a while had like Burger of the Week. Yep. Yes. Whenever I write a list of burgers, it does the the only thing that does more web traffic is a list of pizzas. Wow. People yeah. are obsessed with burgers. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I would take a freaking patty melt. They're so good. Pete Wells in the New York Times. Uh, the headline says the patty melt people are tired about hearing about your favorite burger. <laughs> <laughs> the burger... It's so funny. We patty melt people will always be outnumbered by the hamburger people, and we know it. The burger is pillowy, rounded, and voluptuous. The patty melt is starchy, angled, and flat. The burger is popular the way vanilla ice cream is popular. Mm. The patty melt, popular with a small minority, is black raspberry. It is the pumpernickel bagel, the Boston cream donut. I love it. But if you think about it, there are all different styles of burger. There are lots of, you can add different flourishes, throw things on, have it simple, have it smashed, have it thick, steak burger and juicy. So chefs sort of go crazy with it. Mm-hmm. The patty melt should not be messed with. No, it just needs to be smashed down yes. and the bread needs to be perfect. Usually rye, although I found out in this story that the original patty melt was sourdough bread. Really? Okay. So you can give yourself permission yep. to have it on white bread or sourdough. But usually it's a good melty cheese, some browned onion. Yep. But there's something about a patty melt that, like, it's sort of, you, you said it exactly right. It all gets, like, smashed you can together. It. it sort of becomes, like, one. Yeah. That's the magic. Like, it's not, with a burger, you taste, like, the cheese separately from, like, the mushrooms and from the tomato and so the So many bake. levels. Yes. With a patty melt, it's like one bite. One bite of mush that's oh. so good. Yes. Now I want a patty melt for dinner tonight. Me too. Thanks, Laura. It's 522. That's the first of our D-Rush Hour news headlines. You got a little sample of it. We'll come back and talk about a restaurant group that's only been in the city, now coming to the suburbs. You never know what you'll find at a Goodwill, uh, but I don't think you want to find this. And one of the biggest Dairy Queen franchisers in the country has left us, left Minnesota. How dare you? Where did he go? We'll talk about it next on CCO. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams. Thanks for everything, mom and dad. Will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 
Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We continue with the D-Rush Hour news headlines here on this last day of January. A city restaurant group makes their first dive into the suburbs. I'll have more on this in my weekly email newsletter, which serves up all sorts of links to segments here on CCO. You can sign up at jasonderussia.com. But the people behind Parlor and P.S. Steak are coming to Edina starting this spring. Starling is the name of the restaurant. It'll be in the ground floor of an apartment building right by Edina City Hall, the old Perkins, if you remember that. Kind of global flavors, but approachable comfort food. Beautiful design by Shea. Uh, owner Brent Frederick, remember he was on to Russia Eats late last year talking about how he was really dedicated to the city, especially Minneapolis, his restaurant, Borough, Butcher and the Boar, both in the North Loop. But he said COVID, changing work habits, He's just trying to adjust to the marketplace, and it had him looking closer to his own home in Edina. One of the biggest changes we've seen over the last couple of years, all of the spots opening closer uh, to where people live and where people are working remotely. You never know what you're going to find at a Goodwill store, but in Ashland, Wisconsin, they found a hand grenade. Oh, man, you're just showing up at the Goodwill You're over at the True North Goodwill, kind of going through the donation box that gets sent to you from Goodwill headquarters in Duluth. This is Ashland. It's called True North Goodwill, which, by the way, I thought we were the True North. What the heck? Ashland, Wisconsin? No, we're the Bold North. The assistant manager, Homer Williams, says, we don't know exactly where the hand grenade came from because donations are put in bins. This quote is amazing. When you put your hand in, you never know what you're going to grab. I mean, yeah, yeah, Homer, truer words have never been spoken. Donated items come from Goodwill branch. Just life lessons. I am going to sit down with both my kids tonight and say, Seth and Sam, when you put your hand in, you never, yeah, you never, never know. Never know. Uh, so, they found this thing around 1.15 in the afternoon on Saturday, I think. And this is amazing. So one of the staff members finds it. And according to the article, it was immediately given to Homer Williams. Right. Yes. Homer's like, put the grenade down. You don't need to bring this to your supervisor. Like, you could just go ahead and leave it on the table. Uh, based on a Google search. <laughs> 
Staff believe it was a Japanese type 99 hand grenade from World War II. <laughs> uh, the store was closed and the building was evacuated. Ashland Police Department shows up. It took about three hours for the Marathon County Sheriff Bomb Squad to arrive from Wausau. It was fine. It was somebody's World War II stash. One of the biggest Dairy Queen. What happens if you put your hand in the, you just, you never, okay. One of the biggest Dairy Queen franchise owners has abandoned us, leaving Minnesota for new corporate headquarters in Nashville. 14 Foods. It's the nation's largest Dairy Queen franchisee. They got about 250 restaurants, 9,000 employees, 13 states. They were in Bloomington, right by the International Dairy Queen headquarters in Bloomington. With more than 250 restaurants, uh, they're one of our biggest, well, were one of Minnesota's biggest franchisees. Uh, Tennessee gave them $333,000, a jobs grant. $330,000 in a grant for 55 headquarters jobs. That's it. So they're out, dead to us. 14, they still, like, obviously have a lot of employees here in Minnesota, but just basically about 30 employees leaving the state. 532 in just a minute. Megan Newquist from KSTP, 5 Eyewitness News, is going to join us. Megan went to Maui on a trip that sounds more luxurious than it was, examining what Maui looks like after. Well, you know what happened in Maui. We'll talk to Megan in just a minute here on CCL. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs> But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.